We know the story in the gospel today well. The meaning is simply that we will be judged based on our actions to the poor. Or, at least, that is the meaning we have been told. There is a complementary reading of this text that is also more primary over the view that the least brothers of mine are the poor. Actually, that this term, this sentence applies chiefly to the poor, has only been predominant since the 20th century. Beforehand, from the fathers of the church up to the 1900s, this other interpretation held pride and place. Now, before I continue, I cannot overstate the joy and gratitude I have for the Matthew 25 Center in the Trinity Free Clinic. That so many people are able to be helped to such a degree surpasses any hopes I would have for a parish in our day and and age. In order to fully appreciate the great solemnity of Christ the King, however, I want to retrieve the original meaning of this passage and the mission of the church. The world's most pressing need, both in the first century and today, is to believe in Jesus Christ and receive forgiveness, life, and salvation that he alone offers and confers and to become members of his church. This is exactly what Jesus had in mind in this passage. Rather than these least brothers of mine representing the poor, it actually references a passage back earlier in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, when Jesus sends his apostles off to preach the Gospel on mission. He says, And preach as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand, Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. Take no gold, nor silver, nor copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor a staff, for the laborer deserves his food. The apostles are also told that they will be delivered up to councils and dragged off before governors and kings for the sake of Jesus' name. It is because of not carrying money that they are hungry and thirsty. It is because they have no sandals and only one tunic that they are naked. It is because they are dragged before governors and kings that they are ill and imprisoned. And it is because they go to the ends of the world preaching the gospel that they are strangers to all. This is the same language that St. Paul uses to describe his own mission to the Gentiles in 1 Corinthians. To the present hour we hunger and thirst, we are ill-clad and buffeted and homeless, not to mention all the times that St. Paul was thrown in prison. Further, the only time that Jesus uses the term least brethren of mine or the little ones is again back in Matthew chapter 10, where he says, whoever gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple... Truly I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. This is the exact same passage of the apostles on mission. And why is it that the goats and the sheep do not recognize that it is Jesus that they care for or neglect to care for? This is also solved by chapter 10 of Matthew's gospel. When Jesus sends out his disciples, he says, He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives the one who sent me. 
by receiving the apostles and by extension the message of salvation they preach, they are actually receiving Christ himself. This interpretation of Matthew chapter 25 referring to the apostles, those who preach the gospel, those are the least brothers of Jesus's that he's referring to in this passage, not the poor. Of course, we must care for the poor, and it's absolutely important. These are part of the works of mercy that we participate in as Christians. But of course, this is why we're here at Mass on Sunday, or Saturday evening, rather than the local soup kitchen. We should care for the poor. But your presence here today at this liturgy rests on your hope in salvation in Jesus Christ and his promises. The church should always work to love the, per- the poor. But first and foremost, the mission is to make Jesus Christ and his saving power known to the world. What would it profit to give food to a hungry man, yet neglect to give him spiritual nourishment? What is more important, life or supernatural life? If caring for the poor were the most defining characteristic of a Christian life, then what would separate it from humanist, atheistic altruism? Thus, the message of this passage is for us to receive the gospel, believe in Jesus Christ, and care for the needs of the church, especially in missionary activity. The efforts we do to care for the church's mission to spread the gospel do not go without their reward. However, as good as it is to be counted among the sheep that receive the messengers of the gospel, that receive the gospel itself, it's even better to be one of the least brothers of Jesus actually proclaiming the message. And this isn't as far-fetched as you might imagine. I know the many people who, in their professional work, cringe during the month of June because of their possible lack of participation in certain activities that would prohibit upward movement in careers. The agendas everywhere in the world that stand in stark contrast to what the gospel of life teaches. These moments in our lives where we encounter the church being cast down and Of course, members of the church have made mistakes and have committed egregious faults and errors and sins. And yet, our call to spread the gospel does not fail. In fact, our salvation depends on it. In Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1816, we're told that it's necessary for salvation to preach the gospel, not only with actions, but also with words. In our world today, when there are attacks coming from different angles on the church or the mission or God himself or the nature of Jesus Christ, when we stand up and defend the church, when we defend Christ, when we stand by him and affirm that he is the only way to salvation, that he is what every soul is yearning for, we proclaim the gospel, and we are one of these least little ones. 
What's amazing about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, it's not measured in worldly standards. It's not about how many buildings we own, how much money the church or we have as a people. The standards of the kingdom of heaven is measured in souls. And first and foremost, in the fact that Jesus Christ is already reigning. Whenever we ourselves accept the gospel and then bring that truth to others, that hunger that Mother Teresa says is so far deeper than just normal poverty, normal hunger, but spiritual hunger, the desire to be loved. When we proclaim the truth that God loves you and that Jesus Christ came to die for you, to save you from your sins and call you to eternal life, that has a power and that wins souls. When we hear the words, the kingdom of God is within you, there's something invincible about a martyr who goes to their death. As we read in our liturgical text, not even death could conquer them. But through death, this martyr has conquered. The power of the kingdom of heaven, the power of Jesus Christ reigning on his throne in heaven is what we celebrate today. And it's that great mission that we have, the mission of the church, to go out to all nations and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and to baptize all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit that drives all of our activity as Christians. So keep up the good work and continue to pray and intercede for our world and continue to preach the gospel, not just with actions, but also with words.